Hey guys, this is Yael. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. Welcome to another mini-sode. I want to give you a boost of inspiration, of confidence, of trust, of momentum. I want to be with you multiple times a week. So here we go. I hope you enjoy this mini-sode. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. They're all very, very good reasons. They're all good reasons, but they're really, there's a missing piece in this reasons that I want you to notice. And, and it's without this piece, these reasons are almost not good enough, okay? Because I need to make money, because I need to survive, there has to be more than that. And I know you all know this. I know intuitively you're all creatives, you're in Razo's group. Obviously, I know you know this. It's because I have something I have to offer. This, there's like this, this thing in me, this, there's talent, right? There's this God-given, either it was a struggle or it's a struggle combined with a talent or it's a talent. There's something I need to offer, Right. But with that, we have to also realize that the challenge here for reframing why we're in business and really making this something that really motivates us and make, keeps us in the, in the game. Okay. Is taking the I and removing it a little bit or actually quite a lot. What do I mean by that? The real reason we're in business, the real, real reason is to serve others. That's the bottom line. And if that is not true, we're not going to be in business. It's not going to happen. If my focus is me, if my focus is, but I need to fill my bank account, but I need to make money, but I, but I, but I, but I need to feel like I'm giving this to the world. It's all about me and it's not about others. And here's the thing, guys. What's the difference between a business and a hobby? Okay, guys, very, very important point. So the two main differences between a business and a hobby are like this. A hobby serves yourself, right? It's something that you enjoy. It nourishes you so deeply. It lights you up. Like if you don't sit and play that piano every day, or if you don't do that crafting, you just don't feel yourself, right? A business is about serving others. It doesn't mean it doesn't have to light you up. Of course, it has to light you up. And it will light you up if it's very well aligned with your talents and your capabilities, which we'll talk about in a second. It has to be. But the focus is to help another person to solve their problem. So it nourishes them. It has to be about them, not about you. And then the second and just as important difference is that a business, a hobby, I'm sorry, consumes money. And a business makes money by definition. Otherwise, it's not a business, right? If it's not making money, it's a hobby. Yeah, you go buy your crafts and you nourish yourself with this craft, right? Or this cooking, right? But if you're a cooking coach and you're helping other people with their struggles in the kitchen, it's about them and you're charging them and it's making money, right? Right? It's very different from you buying all the tools and gadgets for your kitchen and you doing it for yourself on your time, however you want it, not how they need it, how you want it, right? So you're noticing, you understand the difference? 
We get that? And we have to be very clear and very intentional about this. Now, why should I be in business? Because it helps other people, right? And it's, yes, the business needs to make money by definition, but the making money is never enough of a motivating factor. It's never enough of a motivating factor. And yes, the business has to be like Kayla said before, it has to be in alignment. There's this very interesting, actually, let me pull it up. There's this very interesting entry on the Hayomium of the 25th of Nisan, which is the aphorisms by the Lubavitcher Rebbe, by his father-in-law. And it says like this, and you'll see that I always have it marked because I share it with student, with people a lot. Every individual is required to serve God according to his nature and spiritual level. A person who can pierce pearls or polish gems, yet occupies himself with baking bread, is considered to have sin, sinned, even though this too is a much needed task. So to, I think it was Madison's point, right? If I have a talent in making pearls, or I'm polishing gems or pearls, and I'm baking bread, even though bread is extremely important, it's very much needed by the world, but God doesn't need you for that. He has other bakers. He gave you a talent somewhere else. So yes, 100%. And this is not the only source for this. We can look at the Sharabitachon, of course, and the Sharabitachon in chapter three specifies very clearly that a person has to look for a vessel for livelihood, a means for livelihood in the area that they have a particular inclination, talent, tolerance for, right? And ability, right? So I have a particular tolerance for things that are very detailed oriented, right? Not everybody does. My husband has a very high level of tolerance for spreadsheets and numbers and analytical work. He's not built like a big contractor. He can't handle that kind of work, right? But there are people who are and would never sit crunching numbers and analyzing finances like my husband does, right? He should not become a contractor. He really should not because that's not where his talent is, right? And there's plenty of other things that I shouldn't be doing because my talent is not there. So that's a little bit of an aside just for us to know, yes, we should be looking for the alignment, 100%. We have to, okay? But we also have to know that the, the, the ego piece is going to be a little bit of a struggle when we're in business because it's also going to try to hold us back from that visibility. It's going to keep us in our comfort zone. It's going to really hold up from, from charging, from pricing, from not throwing away, throwing a discount when it hasn't been um, requested. There's a lot of things that, that I, I want you to notice that, right? So remember that you, it's about them. How can you best serve them? Okay. So when I charge someone, I'm actually benefiting them because what happens when you pay for something versus when you get it for free? You value it so much more, right? And when you get a sweater at Walmart and when you get it at Nordstrom or at Neiman Marcus, you're probably going to take better care of it, right? You're going to invest a little bit more on it, right? You're not just going to dump it in the wash. You're going to probably read the label. How do I have to take care of this? But if it's a $10 sweatshirt from Walmart, you might not really care and you might actually cook with it and not wear an apron. And like, it doesn't really matter, right? You value it so much more, right? So who's the you? It's them, the people who you're serving, right? So when you're in business, and again, I'm, I'm using the word kind of intentional, Kayla, to kind of ease the discomfort with the word, because I think hopefully by today, by the end of today, you'll start be feeling more comfortable that there's nothing wrong with this. 
Okay. You start seeing that there's nothing wrong with it. When you're in business and you're offering something to somebody which solves a problem, right? It solves a need that they have. You woke up, you have to go to work, you went to bed late, and you didn't have to gra- time to grab breakfast and the drive through of Starbucks. I'm not a Starbucks person, so I don't even know why I'm coming up with this solution, this uh, example, but okay, is right there on your way to work and you love their caramel, I don't know what, right? They just solve the need for you because you need the caffeine, you need something in your stomach, and you need, be, need to be awake because in 15 minutes, you have to deliver a presentation at work, right? They solved a need. You're willing to give them those $7 because they really solved your problem, which is you didn't feel altogether because you didn't have your caffeine or whatever, your sugar or whatever it was, right? So obviously, when we're in the services industry, it's even more poignant, right? This mug solves a need, but it's, you know, it's a cute mug and I'm happy that I have it. By the way, it says something really nice. It says, think good and it will be good, which is a very nice thing for always, for us to always keep in mind. Okay. And I'm very happy that I have it. Now people have different degrees of needs and pain points and things they have to solve in their lives. Right. And when we're in services, you know, it becomes a little bit more clear when you're selling a product. There's a little bit more more of a different style of how to serve it. You have to, there has to be a story behind it so that people get enamored by the whole story of the product and can relate to it. When you're offering a service, the story is super critical. Absolutely. They have to relate to you. And, but, but again, the, what is it that you're solving for me? Right. What is it? And, and that becomes a very, very important piece of the puzzle. But before we get to that, cause I do want to get to offer in a minute, but I think I'm a little bit ahead of myself. Um, let me just say one thing before we get to offer. I probably have implied it, but I just want to make it very, very clear. Okay. Why should people pay you for what you're offer? You're offering them. Let me hear from the group. I think we already get this. Why should people pay you for what you're offering point at the end of the day? It's good for them. It's good for them, right? It's good for them to pay. It's not about you. It's actually good for them because if they don't pay you, like you both suggested, they're not going to invest in it. They're not going to do anything, right? You don't treat the thing that you got for free the same way that you treat the thing that you invested in, right? So the change, the solution, the transformation, right? That which you out of the goodness, because you had this innate talent and this innate desire to help people, right? You want them to experience that solution, that transformation, that change, right? You don't, if you're a wellness coach or a weight loss coach or something like that, you want your students to succeed, right? We all do. We want our clients to succeed, Otherwise, why did we go through this challenge, or this this pain point, the struggle ourselves, which led us to this business? Or why did we God put this talent to communicate this, to offer it, right? It's to serve them. So again, we're going back to the same. It's all about them. So because it's good for them, I have the responsibility to charge them. Do you guys see what I'm saying? It's my moral obligation to charge them. And it's my moral obligation to sell them. And we'll get to that, right? I have to be selling because it's good for them. 
It's not about me. That's amazing. It's because- not about me. It's very uncomfortable. But guess what? That's all about the eye. Oh, but it doesn't feel good. Oh, but what are they going to think about me? Oh, but what are my classmates from high school going to think? You notice the eye? There's a lot of eye. What about my Aunt Thelma? She knew that I wasn't very good at any of this stuff. Oh, they're probably going to be talking about me at Thanksgiving dinner, right? It's all about me. And we have to get that out of the way or we're not going to help people. We have to get our ego out of the way when we're in business. It has to be about them. And, and, and again, when we get comfortable with the idea that it's good for money to be flowing, that it's good that they should be charging and feeding their, helping their employees put their family through school and feeding their family and allowing their family to go to Israel. And this, like all the goodness that comes from that. Again, think about it this way. It's not when I bring money into my business, right? Then I could pay an assistant. Then with that money, that assistant or those two people who work for me, they're able to put their kid through school and they're able to do what they, so again, there's this ripple effect. It's never just about me, right? So when I'm modeling this, like you said, but it's not, and not even for, for the modeling sake, just the impact that the money can have, not just on your life, but everybody else's life around you, not to mention the meister that you're giving from the earnings that you're making on that business that you wouldn't otherwise be able to make. So there's the charity component. There's the people that, that provide you service. Somebody built a website for you. You paid them for that, right? That's an amazing thing. That's how they're able to then pay for other things, right? Right. So there's this ripple effect. It's very good for us to get comfortable with and realize how good it is. It's so amazing because when I get to charge, not only am I helping those people who are experiencing my service, right? But now I also get to help everybody else in my environment. Hey, ladies, I hope you enjoyed this mini-sode. Please leave a review on iTunes. I hope this was uplifting, inspiring, refreshing, and that you have an amazing day. 